Hello and welcome to the official Building Your Business podcast series presented by Archer Gallon Redshaw Chartered Accountants. Our firm has launched this podcast series to help simplify some of the complex challenges that occur when owning and operating a business and to assist business owners to better understand the inner workings of their organisation, regardless of which industry you operate within. Every month, we'll be releasing a new episode featuring special guests from industry, as well as Archie Gallen Redshaw directors Ian Walker, Smilian Jankovic, and Valda Glenn to provide their commentary on a variety of business management topics alongside expertise surrounding accounting, taxation, and business strategy. Welcome to our podcast series, Building Your Business. Hello and welcome to the official Building Your Business podcast presented by Archie Gallen Redshaw Chartered Accountants. We're back for season four of the uh, series this year in 2023 and uh, kicking us off for the year ahead, I'm joined by Smilian Jankovic, the Managing Director of Archie Gallen Redshaw. Welcome Smilian. Thank you, Chris. So uh, across uh, the session today, what we'd like to discuss between the two of us is um, the considerations and strategies for the, the business life cycle model. Obviously, that model's got various stages within the process. Um, so it'd be great to, to hear your thoughts uh, throughout the uh, recording here today, um, Smolian, about each of those stages, um, the focus of each of them, um, and also some of the characteristics that come into play at each of those stages as well. You know, we're back from uh, from the Christmas and, and New Year break. You know, we've now gone past Australia Day and, and it feels like business is, you know, back into full swing. So I'm sure business owners out there will be considering, um, you know, where they're at along their journey and along the life cycle. And if you can help sort of provide some identifiers to, to help, um, you know, see where they're at and, and also, um, yeah, the considerations and strategies as, as we move forward. Uh, yes, 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 Chris, that will definitely discussed today about the four life, business life cycle stages where we normally deal with the clients uh, throughout the professional um, dealings and um, this will be certainly interesting to uh, a, lot of, a lot of them that are in, in different stage mm-hmm. of their life cycle. So yes, uh, uh, as, as we mentioned, there are four life cycles uh, that we will be discussing today. The first one will be obviously the startup stage certainly there's a lot of to consider at that stage as well. Okay. So in terms of what we'll go into today, um, as you mentioned there, we'll start with the beginning. You know, what are the various stages? Um, you started there with the, the startups, but obviously they then go on to different levels. So, yeah, well, what are the four or five stages and um, you know, what are the characteristics of those? Yeah, the four stages that normally uh, we discuss on a regular basis with the client would be startup stage uh, where business owners is uh, setting up the business uh, whether it's from new idea or the established product or service that's already in the market yep then moving on to the growth stage uh, mm-hmm. when the business starts sort of um, uh, kicking through the sort of expansion and uh, rapid growth then the maturity stage and the succession stage which is the exit plan okay. of the business. We'll start with the, the startups um, and that particular stage. So, um, you know, what is the focus for business owners during that time? And, um, you know, where should they be at in their journey at that stage? You know, what should they be considering? Because it's new to them at that stage. It, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, I would say there are two business models at the startup stage, um, which I would classify them as the entrepreneurs, the people that come up with the idea something that's not on the market yet or for product or service. 
then the business is born and they try to sort of uh, hit the market, gain the market, um, gain the market presence, um, establish the customer base and look for the um, venues how to raise the capital to support the funding of the product okay. along the journey. And the other model would be the businesses using the established product to service mm-hmm. and try to diversify the way how they operate. For example, um, someone that's been working as an employee for auto mechanicals, uh, that employee has the knowledge and how to do all the skills. The, it's it's easy to start up the business. Business doesn't cost. Um, it's fast, just a funding required for the tools and equipment and, and, and a place where to start the business. Yep. Okay. And when you're defining a startup, obviously you've got the two uh, two avenues there. Is it normally defined to one or the other? You know, is it is a startup normally someone who's an entrepreneur that's gone out there? Or is it, again, you know, also referencing someone who's, you know, an employee going and branching out on their own? Yeah, well, normally we, we get both uh, models uh, that we help and assist. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you'll have... Um, the startup entrepreneurs, I will say, where you will need to hold their hands and give them proper structuring of the business because that's going to set them for the for the future. Uh, need to sit down with them and go through the business plan more in detail because that's their roadmap for their future success. Give that sort of marketing strategy, customer satisfaction, um, financial side of the business, mm-hmm. how they're going to be traveling and where they're going to see themselves in one, three and five years. Whereas the sort of clients with um, more or less with experience in that industry try to sort of uh, take uh, or w- go on their own separate from their previous uh, em- employment. Mm-hmm. So they want to try work for themselves. Yep. Um, usually they're pretty much employed for their own business anyway. So they earn money while, while doing work uh, through that personal um, service income earning. So I would be more sort of uh, focusing on the entrepreneurs yep. as part of the startups because okay. that's where a lot of time is uh, devoted in terms of bringing their business to that success. Okay. And so you spoke there about you know what their focus is and that's obviously having your business structure appropriately set up, um, you know, developing your business plan, um, you know, looking at uh, you know the funding sources and things in that respect. From a accounting and financial point of view, what are the things that people should be considering at that stage? You know, is it how best to manage your, your cash flow and how you're tracking your spending? Or is there other such things that a, an owner needs to think of? With with entrepreneurs, normally the idea that they're working on goes through the various stages of R&D. Uh, once the business is set up and that implementation of the product or service has hit the market, it takes up to two or three years for, for someone to sort of start gaining wider mm-hmm. market in, 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 and get the presence of, of customers. As every business, as, as new in the market, you have to be loud. You yep. know, so you've got to be <coughs> out there uh, uh, marketing your business, uh, try to uh, go through the different networking events, uh, use social media to the extent that you're going to target your um, right audience. So... You need to know your customer base and who you're going to target. And as you mentioned, uh, managing the cash flow throughout that sort of different stages, it's quite important because it can take, as I said, up to three years until the business starts generating some revenue. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of capital invested. So you know, good management of that cash where the money is invested, it's very important. So, And I, I, we've seen you know, the businesses 
you know, at that sort of stage, they start hitting that growth, but it really depends what the product or service is, what they offer, and uh, how quickly customers are, you know, responding to that um, market offering. Yep. Okay. And at that stage as well, um, I mean, we've all heard the saying about working on the business versus working in the business. Is it more of a case that you're working in the business at that time than opposed to on it? Or should you be allocating time in that stage to also work on the business as well as doing what your, your core service offering or core product offering is? As an entrepreneur, I would always suggest for, for the people to work pretty much on every single area because they need to understand processes in their business, how they work and where they're wasting most of the time so they can see for the professional advice of someone else. Yes, they're working mainly in the business. They try to establish their brand, product or service and offer that to the customers uh, out in a, in a market. That's their focus. So how to gain the customers, as I said, it's the, it's the key because mm-hmm. um, that's what's going to bring revenue to the business. Yep. But the next stage, which we will be, we'll be talking about, which is growth, is something that once the business starts growing, the individual who's normally be working in the business, controlling pretty much the operations and processes, start to sort of hand over those processes slowly as the as the business grows because you can't manage every single part of the business and that's why you're going to be able to create a good team um, around yourself uh, to help and assist with um, that efficiency of your uh, future operation. Terrific. Well, I think that's a good uh, segue into the next stage being the the growth stage. Uh, You mentioned there as well that you know, growth and, and this next stage normally happens maybe after about you know three to five years. That's where you sort of start to see the next characteristics come into play. So, you know, what are the um, what are the strategies and considerations at that time? And also, what's the focus for business owners during that stage as well? Because it's a little bit it's not it's not fully mature, but it's a little bit more mature than it was. Yes, because once uh, the business establishes itself and gain a bit of market presence um, and starts experiencing more revenue base, yes, profits will be coming in, uh, revenue will be there. Then the operators start to start to expand various operations. Uh, th- there was more money coming in where you're going to be managing it much better. Mm-hmm. So you need technology to yep. help and assist okay. with, the, with the processes, whether that sort of financial management accounting system needs to be in place to help and assist with the bookkeeping side. Then you need processes uh, for let's say production line, if you, if you are manufacturing side of a yep. product, um, then you need people to help and assist with that growth. Mm-hmm. So you're going to start certainly experiencing that you're going to start giving away that control of the business yep. in terms of focusing, retaining your clients or customers. So you, as your business grows, your, your client base grows. What's the the ne- next strategy for the for the operators to retain the existing clients? Mm-hmm. Um, they need to provide some sort of um, customer feedback forms, get some sort of insight from the existing customers. What the product or service needs to be uh, providing to them to improve that service further. Whether they need to diversify a little bit that product or service that can um, suit the customers' needs. Yep. Also, expand that product line or. Uh, of revenue mm-hmm. base if if necessary uh, if one product line has been headed market is there any opportunity that you can expand your product line yeah um, so yes um, certainly there's a certainly a lot of 
things to consider, and there's a pretty much the focus for this uh, growth stage is technically everything. Okay. And so does your business model and your structure change? Because you might have set it up a certain way when you're starting out, but as you know, you grow and you mature a little bit more, um, there might be changes. You might bring additional leadership in. There might be, um, you know, advisory boards that maybe you're starting to connect with. Does that then change the business model at, at any point? Yeah, the business model um, from the structure perspective, as I said, on the startup on the, of, the, of the startup stage, uh, it's important to have that <coughs> proper structure mm-hmm. put in place that will set you for the future. Uh, business model will certainly be overviewed or business plan and models will be checked and um, reviewed on a constant basis. Uh, at the growth level, yes, you're going to be expanding your operations. You're going to have more people to be manage your business. And yes, you, you need to be able to have more structured business model. Mm-hmm. Uh, processes must be in place. Otherwise, there's no discipline. So yep. people need to know through the channels who they are sort of uh, report to and how things are worked upwards towards yourself as a, as a business operator. So you'll need mm-hmm. to have people underneath yourself, whether the CFO, managers, the supervisors, to monitor different departments within the business. Yep. And certainly that business model will need to be, uh, I would say, expanded from your original startup model because mm-hmm. um, your business plan normally changes on year-by-year basis. Yes. Foundation is there, but you just need to <coughs> add certain things at certain level of uh, business uh, growth. Okay. And also at that stage uh, is the financial and capital investment, is that still something that's a consideration then? Because obviously when you're starting up, that's important. That's how you sort of get to hit the ground running. Um, but you know, once you're a little bit further along the process, um, is that financial and, and capital investment still a, a, a strong requirement or a, an urgent requirement at that time? It really depends. Uh, if the business grows, then as I said, uh, profits and cash will be sort of be generated in business. Uh, normally, the money that was borrowed at the initial startup stage will need to be repaid. So whoever the borrowers were at that stage, whether angel borrowers or banks um, uh, or different uh, venture capitals, so we'll be looking to repay something that you've kind of borrowed at the start of, of the of the of that sort of a stage. You will experience high profits, but then poor cash flow because yep. you're going to be spending money, <clears throat> but not be able to sort of reinvest in the business. That's why that additional capital will be required. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think that there will be uh, issues for businesses at that growth level that, to secure additional capital. If someone else like to sort of partner with that business, they'll be more than happy to bring more capital. Mm-hmm. Um become a shareholder or banks will be able to fund further uh, funds um, for the operations because they can see that there's a there's a strong business with the growth that the part of that business will certainly prove through the operations okay and what's the biggest pitfall that you know business owners might fall into um, at that stage you know what's some traps that I guess uh, can can catch them out um, is it that not planning for for growth is it yeah not planning for the growth and not having adequate people around yourself try to control everything in a business that that's going to be the biggest challenge so you got to give that sort of uh, control you need to understand that then you, you must trust people so that's why you have to build up your team around yourself 
reinvest in people that will be your right hand. And yes, challenges will be always there. So, um, but, but I think, yeah, the control is the biggest one where we see that people can't let it go that easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that's happened, then, then the processes are in place. Marketing strategies are already in there. So different departments created, human resource, for example, where recruitment is handled and all the other, other parts of, of, uh, of the payrolling and pay, paying people as well. So yes, they, they are definitely, um, these are the be- definitely biggest pitfalls in, in, in that sort of stage. And so moving to that next stage, which is the, the fully mature business stage uh, or maturity, I understand that each business is unique and so the timing of that is is different. Um, but is there a standard sort of number of years after the business has been operational that it starts to become more mature? And you know, what are the big considerations there? Because obviously at that stage, it's probably a, a well, well-known well business or a well-regarded business. It's pretty self-sufficient. You know, you've got your marketing, um, you know, and you've probably had that planned out for a number of years. It's been working. Um, you know, you've got your finances in line, you, you're looking after your cash flow. Um, you know, what is it that, um, you know, that create a more mature business and, and how long does that normally take? Uh, mature businesses, uh, you, you can you can be in that sort of stage for a while, and as long as you keep up with your competitors. For example, our business at sort of in mature stage, where, however, competition is still there, we're gonna we we keep, you know, our business loud, uh, so to speak. We we gotta be out there, uh, show that you know we are still in the game and we are competing, providing all these services and. Uh, to the point out we can service all our customers and, and, and new customers. If your business is sort of running still, you know, the market kind of grows, it will bypass you. So you got to keep up with the market changes. Mm-hmm. Technology is the one biggest challenge at that maturity level, where if you don't reinvest in the technology, it can sort of put you behind. Competitors will be keeping up with investments and taking more of your client base. So you will experience decline in revenue, which means that as a business at that mature mature life stage, you will need to look for the uh, cost cutting, um, whether you're going to renegotiate um, better deals with the suppliers, let some, some of your staff go, or look for the automated processes to minimise some costs. So it will be something that you know business operators will be looking at. But on the other hand, Keeping up with with your competitors, innovate and differentiate yep. is one of the things that business need to do. So to keep up with the with with the changes in in the markets in technology, also diversifying your business. Uh, understand that depending on what stage business is at and the business operator, whether they're planning to run a business for a while or they're looking to sort of prepare themselves for the succession. Okay, it's yep. another thing. Uh, so they they need to sort of plan and be prepared for that, and normally seek for the new markets opportunities. Uh, if there's a if there's opportunity that we can expand our service elsewhere outside of let's say Queensland, um, I set up a business in New South Wales or Victoria, so where there's a bigger market uh, for the service or or the product, we need to look for those avenues as well. 
So a more mature business, you know, that can be characterized as being quite stable or quite dependent. That doesn't mean it's stagnant, though, does it? It means it needs to keep evolving, you know, keep uh, keep developing. Um, and I guess uh, another area of that is, um, you know, creating that differentiation, which you, you spoke about there with either the new markets or um, new service offering. But, you know, managing your team, that's still an important component in that. And I think that um, what business owners would be considering during that stage is retention of staff and, um, you know, potentially looking for new staff, but then also the development of their employees. Is that correct as well? Yes, yes, uh, pretty much investment in your staff goes from day one uh, at that startup level. Uh, so maturity level even takes more effort and, and challenges retaining the staff because there are a lot of other competitors that will be looking for your staff if, if you're not looking after them. So that staff morale uh, needs to be high. Uh, great work environment needs to be implemented by the businesses to accommodate those staff, provide life balance sort of um Sort of, so to speak, um, for, for for all your all your uh, existing team members, you need to invest in, in professional developments as well as um, incentivize people that that are working hard and um, bringing that revenue to your business. So you then uh, you have a mature business. Um, you know the business owner starts to want to take a, a little bit of a, a step back. Um, you know, they themselves might be going towards retirement or something along those lines, um, you know, maybe wanting to spend more time with family, etc. Um, that's where I guess you start to consider the succession and what happens next and the potential exit, which is, I guess, that um, that final stage. So, you know, what what's the, what's the focus then, um, you know, as a business owner, if you're starting to take a step back and then what are the areas that you know, you need to be spending time on in that space. You know, is it, um, you know, succession planning? Is it valuing the business? Um, you know, what type of considerations are there at that succession and exit uh, stage? Uh, pretty much everything. Uh, looking at the exit stage or succession takes into consideration everything. So personally, as a business owner, you want to set up the business that will run for 20, 30 years and basically the success of your business is you created something that is sellable. That's what every single business owner is looking for. So not every business is sellable, so to speak, And um, but the key is to create something that it is sellable to help you for your retirement stage. To plan for succession, um, it takes between three to five years. Okay. So you got to be prepared. You're going to look for the opportunities, who's the potential successor will be, whether it's someone from um, within the family, family member, employee within the, the company, uh, or you're going to sell it on a market. As, a, as the operator, you always want to sell at the highest possible mm-hmm. rate, so, uh, where sometimes you'll, you'll find a bit of a challenges uh, where your employees or family member might not be able to come up with that capital. Yep for buying the business so you'll be looking to put on the market so there are also great challenges yeah. if if that business is overvalued you might come back and and look for the uh selling it back in in your within within that sort of same business um it is uh important that you um communicate the plan very well uh, through that stage once the as i said potential successor is found you need to be able to 
pass on the knowledge, stay within a business, whatever the agreement comes to, for you to slowly go through each processes of the of the business that the potential buyer or successor will be quite comfortable with. Uh, the clients or customers will be the key to retain and not to lose. That transferring of the knowledge is, is as I mentioned, it's it's important depending what business uh, you are selling and what sort of level of skills is required. But good processes in place need to be written down. You've you got to be going through different hoops and hurdles through that due diligence stage. So it is a, it's quite challenging. And, and as you say, obviously having that continuity plan is important as well um, and you know, thinking about the future of the business and where that leads. Yeah, and uh, that, that definitely because uh, if you want to sell the business with – with all your customers and let's say all your staff members to go with the business, so yes, you're going to be able to plan ahead for that. You know, it's something that it's your baby that you've developed over the years. It's hard to let go of it. So, but at the end of the day, it's uh, it's a rewarding part, yep. uh, especially if the exit it's for your retirement and mm-hmm. we know that sometimes people go out of business for different reasons as well. Um, personal or um, other reasons but yeah let's consider that this is just for your retirement stage you really want to pass on that knowledge make sure that continuity plan is uh, in place and uh, consider future of the business because your brand will retain pretty much um, after you retire so uh, an interesting question that i have is um let's say i have a business for instance and i'm looking to retire and uh You'll be retiring early. Um, I've got a business. I'm looking to to retire. I'm thinking about my succession plan. Um, I look at you as a a leader coming through and you go, yep, all right, Um, everything transfers over to you. Does the business then um, move backwards in its life cycle stages or – does it, you know, start up again? Do you, are you then classed as a startup under new management, or um, is it still a mature business but just have different leaders? Where, where does it go to from there after the succession and exit stage? Uh, if it continues with the same operations, I would say it's still a sort of mature business that will come with new leadership, who will take on and start to, you know, plant some new ideas and um, sort of reinvent a bit of a, you know, service product that they sort of taking over um, or depending on what's the the deal yep. uh, with with the uh, vendor. Yeah, so usually it's that sort of mature level. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't be buying a business. You will start it from scratch. Mm-hmm. So you're buying a brand. You're yep. buying a customer base. You're buying a product that has been established yep. uh, and in a market that you've got quite good customer base. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty much it's something – that's strong out there. So you just want to continue with that with some new additions. Yeah. Okay. And in terms of the overall, you know, business life cycle model, is there any other stages? I mean, these are the, the four or five sort of um, most, most well-known ones and ones that I guess define the, the model um, as best possible. Is there now, you know, with the invention of new technology and new business processes and the like, is there um, any further stages in this model, um, or is it you know, simply that you go from startup to exit and then you know it recycles back around? Not that I'm aware of any other cycle, but just the technology that's been 
evolving and changing. That's that's it. That's impact, impacting each individual life cycle stage, which is those four stages. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of how you um, sort of adapt to that sort of change at each level, yep. uh, which it's important. You, you, you compare one business 20 years ago and the same business now, you'll see the massive change mm-hmm. um, because of the change in a you know, technology, mm-hmm. marketing strategies, mm-hmm. and customer behaviors yep. and, and customer base. It's much easier for me to set up a business and sell the product in Asia now compared to, you know, 20 years ago. Yep. So that's better proposition for myself now, or vice versa, people can sell from overseas in Australia. But yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what next 10 years come, or even 20 years, Absolutely. with the, all these new uh, changes and, um, and which we need to keep up with. Uh, otherwise, um, um, we'll be out of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I mean, it's great to, to hear your thoughts on, on each of the stages and the strategies that um, business owners is business owners, sorry, need to um, need to consider at that stage. And I think, you know, because our firm, for instance, has quite a, a depth of different stages, different businesses at each of the life cycle points, I think there's some really key insights that you've provided here this afternoon that I think can be shared with, um, you know, with a lot of people out there. So, um, you know, if, uh, if people are interested in wanting to have a chat with you, you know, about where they're at at that stage, um, you know, what's the best way to, to get in contact or how do they um, reach out to you? Uh, normally to contact me through the uh, website, send an email uh, to, to our info at agretro.com.au or contact on 07-3002-2699. Yep. So that would be the best um, channel to get, reach to us. Absolutely. Well, no, thank you for, for doing this this afternoon. It's great to, to hear your thoughts on these. Um, I think, you know, with uh, with business sort of getting back into the full swing of things now from the uh, from the new year and, and Christmas break, um, I think it's a timely topic to, to have and um, it's great to, to hear your thoughts. Yeah, thanks, Chris, again. And as I said, this topic, you know, it's all already there while this book and, and uh, pretty much as a business advisor, we need to repeat things to customers and clients over and over. For business owners seeking accounting, taxation, business advisory and superannuation support and assistance, please feel free to get in contact with the advisor team at Archer Gallon Redshaw. Led by Ian Walker, Smiljan Jankovic and Valda Glynn, our firm are a Brisbane CBD-based accounting practice supporting businesses across a variety of industries throughout southeast Queensland and nationally. You can get in contact with our team via the website www.agredshaw.com.au via email at info at agredshaw.com.au or contacting 073002 2699.